just a moment, just a moment. Take your Bible and turn with me to the book of James, chapter number 4. James chapter number 4 and verse 14. I want to welcome all those that are here, all the fathers uh, uh, that may be with your children and all the children that may be with your fathers today. Uh, we're so glad you're here. I, I'm telling you, I hope you've enjoyed yourself so far. I hope God's touched your heart and, 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 and has blessed you. But more importantly, I, I want you to understand how important our Heavenly Father is. And, and we're going we're gonna to share some things today that I, I, I want to be a blessing to you. And uh, if you're here for the very first time, you've never been here before, you've been, this is your very first time to be at Temple, uh, and you filled out one of those prayer cards, I want you to hold that up real, real high. Hold it up real high, maybe wave it so somebody can see you. We're going to collect them real quick. Uh, way down here on the front, guys, all the way. Amen. All the way in the back. All the way in the back, I think we've got some on the sides. Uh, uh, if, if, you, if, you, if somebody didn't get it, throw it at somebody. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. All right, do we got all? Hey, let's let them know we're glad they're here. Amen? All right. I, I was told, I was told by a friend of mine, uh, he said, now look, preacher, he said, every Mother's Day, uh, you always preach messages on, on how sweet and how wonderful and how, how much of a blessing uh, that, that mothers are and, and how you always brag on the moms and all of this stuff. He said, but it seems like when you get to Father's Day, you're always chewing us out. <laughs> and you know what I told him? I said, you know what? I've been thinking about that. And I'm going to do it again. <laughs> no. Hey, honestly, if, 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 if we was to be real honest, if I was to be real honest, I, this is my least favorite day to preach. It really is. Uh, I know, how many of y'all know that old saying, everybody goes home? We can look tonight anyway in this building, but we all go home. And, and my kids and my, my wife, they know who I am and what I am, and, and, and I know more than anybody who I am. And it's hard to get up here and share what the Bible says, knowing your own shortcomings and knowing the areas of your life. So, guys, I want you to receive it this way, and I'm saying that for this reason. I'm not preaching at you. I'm not preaching. Man, there's no way I would do that because Lord knows I need all the help I can get. I, let's, just, let's just preach together. Amen. Let's receive this together. Uh, none of us is going to be perfect, and I, I, I don't expect you to be perfect, and, and God knows we'll never be perfect, but we can sure try. And we can be the best father we can be. And I, that's what I want to do today. I want to encourage you. This is going to be a little different verse than, than probably you would normally hear for a Father's Day. But it's for a reason. It's for a purpose. We've got a little skit we're going to do. And then I want to share a message with you from my heart. All right? Some of it's going to be a little touchy. Some of it's going to be a little touchy. Some of it's going to be a, uh, 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 it's not going to be politically correct by no means this morning. But it's going to be the Bible. And no politician has ever fixed a home. But I guarantee you this, if we'll apply the Bible, it'll fix things. Amen? Amen. Now, now uh, in, in, in James chapter number 4, James chapter number 4, I love my Bible, don't you? I love my Bible. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 14. If you found verse 14, this is what it says. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? What is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. What, what is your life? 
What, what is your life? If, if you've ever taken a shower, a real hot shower, and, and that, that steam on the mirror, you get out and that steam is there, but just a few moments, it vanishes and it's gone. The Bible says that is our life. That is our life. Let's, let's pray. Lord, please help us honor the fathers today. God, help us as children to respect and honor our Father. But help us as fathers to love and guide and step up to the plate in our responsibility of what we have to do as fathers. God, I pray that you'll bless every father in this room. God, we're all needing help. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm the leader of the pack, and I, I need more help than they do. I, I need help to be a good father, a great father. God, and I pray that you'll be with all the men in here that's trying their best. God, I pray that you'll forgive our failures. I pray that you'll, uh, Lord, uh, wash away those, those areas that we have messed up and we have failed and help us strengthen the areas that need guidance. And I pray that your will be done today. We need you. Lord, we need you. I need you, Lord. I pray. Please honor the word today. I pray that your will be done. Help us all to receive a word from glory today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
before they're gone. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. What is your life? It is even a vapor. It is here, it appears for a little time, then vanisheth away. You know, there's two really important things that we need to get out of that verse. One is life is unpredictable. Life is so unpredictable. Just uh, last month, we, we lost a, a little six-year-old child in a tragic accident. Just this past week, we lost a, a one-year-old child in a tragic accident. Preacher, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what, what that is. And not only that, but we find in this verse that life is not only unpredictable, life is very brief. Life is very short. So why are you saying all this stuff? Because I have a problem. I have a problem that most people have. It's a problem with procrastination. How many of y'all have ever had issues with procrastination? Putting off something you need to do. Rest of your lines. Amen. You know, my philosophy was, why do today what you can do tomorrow? Amen. And that's terrible. And the reason that is, is because tomorrow may never come. And we put off things and we put off, well, we were going to do this with our family. We were going to do that with our children. Or we were going to do that with, with this and that. And it seems like that we always have really good intentions, but we never fall through with it. And here we are. Here we are. With those two things, knowing those two things. And please don't let your children be a distraction to those around you. Because I really need everybody to hear this, okay? This is really, really important. Those two things, those two things we see unexpected and brief then he adds a question and this is what you need to get what is your life say that with me what is your life say it again and that's what we want to address fathers that's what I want you to get today what is your life what is fatherhood what does it mean to be a father just because you produce a child doesn't make you a father I heard, I heard somebody say, when they found out their girlfriend was going to uh, have a baby, he said, now I'm a man. That don't make you a man. My dog can produce babies. That doesn't make you a man. That doesn't even make you a father. It's what happens after that child gets here is what determines a father. So what, what does it mean? What does it mean? You say, why are you getting all serious now? Because here, we have got a breakdown in our society in America, and it starts with the church. It starts with the church. We need to understand uh, the, the, the necessity of having good fathers for our children. What is, what is fatherhood? What is our life? What is fatherhood? First, I want you to write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. Uh, and, and I know guys don't like to take notes, so if you don't take notes, just repeat it and stay with me the whole time. All right, say it loud. Uh, uh, first, fatherhood is an obligation. Fatherhood is an obligation. Say that with me. Fatherhood is an Now, I need all the men. All the men that are fathers or going to be or, or, or whatever. Uh, 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 I want you to say this. Uh, fatherhood is an obligation. obligation. Uh, man, y'all said it better than all three. Good job. It's an obligation. 
we have an obligation. Uh, listen, and, and, and here we are. One day, we have to all realize, one day we're going to stand before God for everything we do with our children. We are obligated now. This is, not, this is not a choice. This is not something we can decide whether I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to be in my child's life. No, no, there's no question. There's no decision that needs to be made. You are obligated. You are obligated. As a father, we have obligations. What kind of obligations? First, we have a, we have a financial obligation. This is going to be fun. Put your seatbelts on. We have a financial obligation. What does that mean? Look what the Bible says. Now, I'm going to give you a verse for all this. So, so we can't get mad at the messenger. Don't shoot the mailman. Just get the mail and send the bill. Say amen. 1 Timothy 5.8. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. What does that say? God is saying this. If you made them, you feed them. You have a responsibility to take care of your children. It is not the government's responsibility. It's not the grandparents' responsibility. It's not the aunts and uncles' responsibility. If you are called daddy, it is your responsibility. This is really important. We are dropping the ball big time on this deal. If listen, I and listen, we we have to we need to really start thinking before we get ourselves involved in situations. Are y'all with me? I have a responsibility to take care of my family, a financial responsibility. It's not up to anybody but me. It's my responsibility. I'm not saying you have to buy them everything. I'm not saying they have to have the best of everything. I'm not saying all of that, but you need to take the responsibility to meet the needs of your children. We have a financial responsibility. Not only that, we have a social responsibility. Say that with me. We have a social responsibility. What's that mean? The people, the children that you that are coming up into your household, when they turn 18, you're turning them loose, and we have to live with them. Did y'all catch that? When you're through with them, the rest of society has to live with them. If you raise a bunch of spoiled brats, the rest of society has to live with them. If you raise a bunch of thugs, the rest of society has to deal with them. If you raise a bunch of people who have no responsibility, have no self-discipline, have no self-control, have no morals whatsoever, the rest of society has to deal with them. Watch what it says. The Bible says this in Proverbs uh, 22, 6. Train up a child. All the men say it with me. Train up a child in the way he should go. Did y'all notice? Did y'all notice it didn't use the word raise? It doesn't say raise up a child because we're not raising children. We are training children. Uh, I had a I had a hog one time. Uh, it was it was a present, and he he was he was like black and white and black, and so I named him Oreo. I'd feed Oreo. I'd give Oreo water. I even gave Oreo a place to live. And every now and then, when he'd get close enough, I'd pat Oreo on the head. And then a traumatic thing took place. Oreo became bacon, amen? <laughs> but that's what you do. You raise hogs. You give them something to eat. You give them something to drink. You make sure they have a place to live. 
and every now and then, you pat them on the head. Ladies and gentlemen, especially our fathers, you don't raise kids. If you say, well, preacher, I've given them clothes on their back, and I've given them food to eat, and I've given them a house to live in, and every now and then I'll pat them on the head. You're, you're only halfway there. You're only at point A. You need to move on down to point B. We need to train them. Training takes discipline. Training takes time. Let me say that again. Training takes time. I feel, I feel the devil in here. I feel the devil in here because, listen, there's going to be people get mad and there's going to be people, but trust me, it, 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 we're not going to let him get the victory because these kids are more important. Listen, we have a social responsibility to train our children. I went, I went last night. My kids took me last night to uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And in Buffalo Wild Wings, they've got a chicken wing that's called Mango Habanero. And it will burn you more ways than I'm allowed to say in this building. Say amen. It is, it is awesome. I mean awesome. We had chicken wings and we had UFC fighting on the big screen. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And the guy got hit, wham, and the whole place went, whoo, it was great. My girls were like, whoa, dad, we got to get out of here. Amen. I went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom to wash that that acid off my hands and, 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 and I went in there and I was washing my hands and, and there was young guys coming in there in their 20s and, and, and man they was using the foulest language I've ever heard in my life I mean every other word and it was just coming naturally I mean they didn't even have to work at it at all it was just it was just horrible and this is my thought this is my thought I wonder where your daddy was when you was growing up I wonder where, where was dad at or was dad using the same language? And I thought, and, and see, here's the deal. You don't understand. I don't think it's that big a deal. No, because I had to put up with their vulgarity. Because of the lack of training in their fathers. Does that make sense? We have a social responsibility. I want my kids, when they go out into society, I want other people to think they have respect. I want other people to see that they have morals. I want other people to see that they care about more about other people than they care about themselves and they're willing to help a man when he's down. Are y'all with me? We have a social obligation. Not only do we have a, 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 a financial obligation, we have a social obligation. But when, and this is the most important one. Guys, this is the most important one. And, and please don't get mad yet because it's going to be worse before it's over. It really is, it, because it's, this is so important. Here, here, is, here is the spiritual responsibility we have. I remember, I remember uh, the most horrifying thought I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, and it scared me worse, way worse than anything. And, and I've had some heroin situations. I mean, when you're, you're, you're not real bright and you're a redneck, you're going to get in trouble. Say amen. Y'all know what the last words of a redneck are? Hey, y'all, watch this. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. Hey, y'all, watch this. You know, so I've, I've had a lot of times in my life, and, and see, I grew up before helmets and elbow pads and all that. We didn't have all that. We just had a bicycle, a sheet of plywood, and a bunch of blocks, and we had the coolest ramp on the planet. Say amen. 
And that's what we did. And, and there's times in my life I really thought that I was really going to meet Jesus. I really did. But none of that, none of that, by far, none of that scared me like the thought I had. When Jordan was born, when Jordan was born, I, I remember her coming home from the hospital, and she was just this little old bitty thing. And, 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 and when you're a, a new daddy, especially young as I was, because I was pretty young when she, she was born, and, 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 and she was just like just a, a breathing toy. Are you all with me? And I remember when I went to work, and, and man, I couldn't wait. I, I just thought about it, and, and, and I was at work, and then I, well, I couldn't wait to get home so I could, I could hold her and, and, and play with her. And I was sitting there holding, you know, just nibbling on her ear. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when they're that little, they're just so precious, you just want to eat them up, and then they turn to teenagers, and you wish you did. Hey, man. I mean, it just. I was sitting there. I was sitting there. And, 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 man, I was just, you know, Google. And what is it about a baby that makes us go like we don't have no sense whatsoever? Ooh, 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 ee, 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 ee. You know, what is that about? Baby. I'm sitting here, and I'm looking. And it was like, it was like God just sat down beside me. And it was like he's saying, she's precious, isn't she? Yeah. She's cool. And he said, you know what? She's going to spend eternity in heaven or hell. And you see, my whole life of being stupid only affected me. When we would do ignorant stuff and we broke something or cut something, my stupidity only affected me and my activity most of the time only affected me. But here, I am solely responsible for bringing, bringing a living soul into this world that's going to spend eternity in only one or two places because there's only two options. And when, Peachy, when the thought really entered my mind that there is a possibility that this little baby could go to hell, it scared me to death. The Bible says, provoke not your children to wrath. But bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Wow. What a responsibility we have. I was, I was at, how many of y'all know that the first experience with God or spiritual things that your children have is going to come from you? What they know about God is going to come from you. What they know about heaven is going to come from you. Whatever you teach them and tell them. Basically, you're the, you're, you're, you are, honestly, you are God to them till they learn who God really is. You feed them, you protect them, you, you take care of them. You, you, are y'all with me? You nurture them, you love them. And I, I, listen, what do they know about God? How are you living in front of them so they will know about God? I was in, I was in uh, uh, Brandon Iron uh, this week. And, and, and me and uh, uh, one of the fellows from the church, we were sitting there eating lunch, and, and, and there was a family from the church in there, and, and, and they were sitting kind of across from me, across from the restaurant, and, uh, and, and there was a little bitty, little bitty girl, she, she, well, she's about that little, just little old bitty thing, she was standing up in the booth, and, 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 and she was looking at me, I seen her keep eyeing me, and, and I, I knew they were from the church, and, and they kept looking, and, and all of a sudden, 
uh, the waitress was over there. The waitress was over there, and then she come over to our, our and just about teared up. And I said, I said, ma'am, and she said, you're not going to believe it. That little baby girl over there just, and she pointed at me, and she said, him, Jesus. And I just about melted. And I'm, I'm thinking, wow. Wow, I took a $5 bill out and bought her an ice cream. Say amen. I'm serious. I'm not exaggerating this a bit. Her mama sent me a note on Facebook and said she's been telling everybody all day Jesus bought her an ice cream today. <laughs> you see, she sees here at church. And you know what? Boy, that convicted me. Here, this little girl is, is thinking because who you are in the office you hold and the responsibility you have, him, Jesus. You see, these little children, these little babies, these, these, these little precious gifts from God, guys in here uh, that God has given you, you're the only Jesus they're going to see. We have a spiritual obligation. Listen, not only do we have an obligation as a father, fatherhood is an obligation, but number two, fatherhood is an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It really is. How many of y'all know being a father is an adventure? You don't never know what them turkeys are going to do. I mean, really. I, I remember I was sitting in the living room, and you ever notice they always want to bother you right when you're in the middle of something? They don't bother you when you're not busy. They don't bother you when you ain't, you ain't got nothing going on. They bother you when you're right in the middle of sports center trying to figure out what team Tebow's going to go to. Say amen. <laughs> He's with one to pass. Amen. I'll, anyhow, all right, back to them. One day, one of them, and, and I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to embarrass and get killed when I get home, but she was a little old bitty thing, wasn't in school yet. You know, you know how they are. But there was some reason she had an attitude that day, and she was fighting everybody. I mean, I, I, don't, I really didn't get it. It was really, I mean, it was perplexing to me. I, I couldn't figure it out because they kept doing it after I told them to stop. The only people that's not laughing right now don't have kids. That's the only people that's not laughing. Can anybody relate to what I'm saying? And, and y'all know how we are. Y'all know how we are. We don't say nothing until we get mad. You know, we try to we turn it up, you know, try to ignore it and, you know, and just try to. But then it gets to that point, you got to say something. Well, it got to that point. And I said, come here now. Get in here right now at this moment. She runs in here. And she's standing in front of me, you know. And I said, how many times have I told you not to hit your sister? And she said, big old crocodile, daddy, daddy, I, I don't know how to count yet. <laughs> now, Tammy's across the living room. How many of y'all know wives are no support in times like this? And she's sitting there. Like, come on, big boy, what are you going to do now, all right? I said, you get out, get back, you. And I started busting out laughing. What are you going to do, you know? 
children are great. I, last night, last night, I was coming home. We was coming home from, from uh, up there at the chicken place, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and Mackenzie, she, she has no, uh, 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 Brother Dorgan, what do they put on them, what do they put on them carburetors when they go to them big tracks? Uh, uh, to regulate so they don't go so fast, uh, uh, a governor or restrictor plate. She has not one for her mouth. She don't. She just, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and, and if you don't know me, now the guys that's traveled with me, they've got this figured out. They know this by now. And 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 I don't talk much when we're in, in, in the road or whatever because my mind is steadily going on ideas, things we need to do for the, just whatever. I, I, I get in my own little world. Man, I could drive three hours and never say a word. And here I am, and, and I, I'm going, and, and, and she just, Daddy, I need to make some money. Dad, what can I make some money? Can I sell anything to make any money? Is there anything? Can I buy anything? What can I do to make some money? I said, how about shutting up? Will you try that? <laughs> I said, matter of fact, if you will be quiet all the way to the house, if you won't say nothing all the way to the house, I'll give you a $10 bill. She said, you're on. She went, And you could tell, I said, yeah, she finna break any moment. <laughs> and, and you know what I didn't take into consideration? Technology. She took out her phone. And you know them notes on the phone where you can type stuff? She went. <laughs> God is my witness. <laughs> and she said, she said, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life, Daddy. <laughs> and I said, you're cheating. <laughs> you are cheating. So she did this. <laughs> and she said, she said, I'm not talking. I am typing. <laughs> you just want to... Man, it's fun. You don't, you know, fatherhood is a great opportunity. You, you, they can be such a blast, and they can be such a headache. I need a witness. But see, God has given you a gift, an opportunity to invest. Say that with me. God has given you an opportunity to invest in their life. Here's one of your small group questions. Here's one of your small group questions. What do you want them to be when they're 18? What characteristics do you want them to have? What qualities do you want them to have? What do you want them, them to have in their life when they turn 18? Now, here, here, that that's, that's, that's shouldn't be hard for us to say. I mean, we, should, we, should, we can put morals. We, we can put self-discipline. I mean, we can put all these things here. But the question is, if that's what we want, what are we investing in them so that's what we'll have? You see, if you want tomatoes in the garden, don't plant okra. And if you want okra, don't, don't plant corn. Or if you want all them, plant okra, corn, and tomatoes. But whatever you want out of it, you got to put into it. Are you all with me? And fatherhood is an opportunity to invest. But not only that, fatherhood is an opportunity to influence. You say, I want to influence my kid. Oh, no, it goes way beyond that. 
You're not just influencing your child or your family by how you invest in them. You are influencing your community. You are influencing your city. You are influencing your country. Because I, when I walked into that restroom and those guys in there just talking vulgar and, 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 it, and they wasn't bad guys. They was just good guys that just didn't have no morals. And, and the problem is, is because their father didn't invest right, right behavior, public behavior in them, their influence of their behavior was over on me. I didn't want to hear that garbage. I didn't want to hear that kind of vulgarity in a public place. But guess what? The lack of training of the father influenced what happened in the community. Does that make sense? You see, you got to understand something. Just because you're not going to step up and be a daddy, doesn't listen, it don't mean it's just going to affect you or that kid. It's going to affect the whole community. One of the biggest scourges in America today is fatherless children. Are y'all with me? Lastly, lastly, this is this is this one's touchy. So guys, let's just man up and hear it. Let's just man up and hear it. Um, fatherhood is an opportunity. Fatherhood is an obligation. But then lastly, number three, fatherhood is an omission. Omission. What does that mean? When you omit something, you leave it out. Y'all with me? You leave it behind. You leave it out. Do you realize the moment your child was born, you had to omit some things in your life? Let me tell you what really irritates me, and I'm going to just say it. I'm going to say it because I can, and I'm pastor, and I'm preaching. When you get to church, you can say what you want to, all right? But nothing irritates me more than people that have children and don't want to grow up. They want to keep partying up, keep living it up, and doing all this thing and neglect their family because they don't want to grow up. Well, you need to get back to the Bible. All right, no problem. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but, but all the men say it with me. When I became a man, come on now, let's say it like men. When I became a, I put away childish things. Don't be bragging about how much of a man you are if you still act like a child. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how much money you are. I don't care how bad you are. It doesn't matter. You can be a UFC fighter champion, and if you act like a child, you ain't a man. Being a man means you show responsibility. Being a man shows, you say, oh, I can whip you. There's probably several in here who can whoop me. That don't make you a man. That just makes you a bully. Y'all with me? If there was one thing that I could change, when it, going back to when me and Tammy first got married and the kids first started coming, if there was one aspect about my life I wish I could change and go back and do over is my immaturity. When it comes to, I was, very, I was very wise in a lot of things and very smart in a lot of things, but I was very immature in a lot of ways. And when you are immature, it creates selfishness. And one of the most devastating things to a home, one of the most devastating things to a family, one of the most devastating things to relationships and, and churches, organizations, businesses, no matter what, is selfishness. 
And all selfishness is, is a symptom of immaturity. Because a little baby, when they see a toy or their binky, that's mine. Mine. Doesn't matter who has it. Doesn't matter who brought it. Mine. All they can think about is what? Okay, we're a little weak right there. All they can think about is? But you see, when that child arrived, that changed everything. We can no longer be selfish. We can no longer. We got to grow up. I, 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 I cannot, I cannot understand how a 35-year-old man can sit there and play video games all day long and not go get a job. Now, I don't have a problem with video games. I'm not no good at it. I don't have no hand-eye coordination. My cousin tried to get me to play that, the, the, uh, the war game stuff where you play against other people on the Internet and all that. And I, I thought it looked cool to me, and I thought I'd try it, but I kept getting killed. I said, I don't want this thing no more. <laughs> and I don't have no issue with that. I like, I like to play golf. If, if your thing is video games as a hobby, that's fine. But if you start neglecting your family because of it, that's childish. And your thing may be golf, but if you golf every day and don't spend time with your family, that's childish. Here's the problem. There's something I've learned about time. Number one, time cannot be gotten back. I see pictures of Jordan and, and, and Becca and Brandy and, and Kenzie when they were, and I said, man, I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back and, and, and treat them better and, and, and do different and know what I know now and know, but because you can't get it back. And guys, I need every guy to listen up really good right here. Please get this right here and we're going to pray. You cannot substitute your time and affection with your children by buying stuff. What that means is time cannot be gotten back, but time cannot be substituted. Guys, don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. What good is it for be able to ride around in a Mercedes Benz if you have no home life and no family life and no children? You can live. And, and see, that's what happens. We get so busy, and now we feel guilty. We're working, 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 and now we feel guilty. So we try to substitute our time with them by buying them stuff. And all they want is you. All they want you, they don't, they don't want, they don't want the go-kart. They want you to go out and throw ball with them. They want your time. And the younger they are, the more important that is. They just want you. You can't substitute it. Well, I've been working, so I'm just no, 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 no. Back up, back up. They need our time. They need our time. And if there's anything I, I want you to get out of this message today, start taking some time. Your time is valuable, I know, but it's, it's imperative that your family get your time. Because whereas we, we know not what will be on tomorrow. You see, tomorrow you may be out of time. What is your life, guys? I love all of y'all in here. I want you to step up and be a man and be a father. Take responsibility for your actions. And, and listen, let's be men. When I became a man, I put away childish things. 
And I took responsibility for who I am and what I've done. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Father, thank you so much for your blessings today. Thank you so much for all the guys in here that are trying. All the guys in here that are struggling. All the guys that are, that are really wanting to be a good father. Wanting to be a great father. Lord, wanting to be a blessing to their families and, and a blessing to, Lord, their community. I pray that your will be done today. As every head's bowed and every eye closed, I want to challenge, I want to challenge all the fathers. If you'll come, come join me at this altar, and we're going to pray for each other. I want to pray a blessing over you. Because I know all this stuff is easy preaching, but it's hard living. And I want God to help me with that area. I want God to help you with that area. Come on, guys. All the fathers. All the fathers. Just gather around. Just gather around. Fill this, fill this altar up. We're going to pray for each other. Hey, we all make mistakes, but we're going to get better. We're going to get stronger. We're going we're gonna to ask God to help us in all these areas. That's it. Come on. Just surround yourself. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, I pray that you will please give us the strength that we need. God, give us the help that we need. Give us the touch that we need. God, give us the grace that we need. Lord, we need wisdom to be good fathers. We need strength to be good fathers. God, we don't want to neglect our children. We don't want to neglect our families. We don't want to neglect our society. We don't want to neglect those who desperately need us, Lord. And God, I'm praying for every single man in this room that they will man up today. Lord, they will be the father that you've called them to be. They will be the man that you've called them to be. God, I pray for spiritual men. I pray for men of courage. I pray for men of power and men of strength. I pray that you'll move in such an awesome way that the devil will get nervous because of what the men in this place are making up their mind and committing themselves to. Lord, we are an army. We are an army of spiritual soldiers going out to take back what the devil stole. Lord, he's stolen morality. He has stolen all of these things. But God, we're going to invest in our children. We're going to invest our time. We're going to invest our money. We're going to invest our effort in our children so they will know who you are. God, I praise you and I thank you. Lord, I glorify your holy name. I pray your will be done in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. You take all the time you need to pray. You take all the time you need to pray as we sing. If you're here today and you need to be saved, come on. We've got people at this altar. We got people at this altar. Be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of you men. Let's be the men God called us to be. Help others find the way. Sing with us. Sing with us if you're not praying. Come on now. Say, preacher, I need to be saved. Well, come on. We'll take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Say, preacher, I need to join up. I want to be a part of temple. Well, come on. Come on. We'll be glad to help you. Oh, is there any way we can be a blessing to you? Won't you come? Help others find a way. 
I'm at your mercy. Lord, please forgive me. Let's give God praise and glory in this house, church. Come on. Come on. Yes. God bless them. God bless them. Hey, I am so thankful for what God is doing in this place. Hey, trust me, guys. Did y'all hear what I said right before I prayed? This is easy preaching and it is hard living. But I bet you this, I bet if we encourage one another and support one another, we can do it. We can do it. And I thank God that his word is true. His word is true. It will never return void. Amen. And I want you, how many of y'all, how many of y'all got to see all those trees gone out there when you pulled in the parking lot? Did it look different? Amen. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Amen. You know what, Brother Mickle? They wouldn't let me on that tractor one time. I just wanted five minutes on that toy, and they wouldn't let me on it. I don't know what the problem was, but hey, we're making progress. We'll have, we'll have a parking lot before you know it. I'm telling you. We, we're going to have a parking lot before you know it. And, and the reason that's happening is because of what you're doing right now. Because of your generosity, because of your giving, and what you are doing right now is making that happen. And see, the cool part about this is when I'm dead and gone, our grandchildren will be able to go to church here. This is why we're doing it. It's not just for us. It's for the future generations ahead of us. And I thank you so much for your generosity. And let's give today. As we give our tithes, that 10% that belongs to God, and we give our, our, our commitment money, let's pray that God will get glory out of it. All right? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. I pray that you'll bless all those that are sacrificially giving and are, they're giving now. Lord, every week we give our tithes. We give that 10% of our income so that, Lord, your mission on this earth can go forward. God, I pray that you'll continue to do that. Bless everybody that gives today. Bless their, their homes. Bless their finances. Lord, bless their families, their children, and their fathers. Lord, today, use it for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right.
How many of y'all are glad Donald Sanford is coming this morning and says, I want to be a part of Temple Baptist Church? Coming to join up with us. Amen? Isn't that great? Amen. We are so thankful. You know what is cool is, is today we've had people join in every service, and it was all ages, all ages. I love a church that is affecting everybody. Everybody. Amen? Amen. Yeah, give him praise. That's fine. All right. Now, uh, most of you saw the invite cards. Now, l listen, let me tell you how important this is. This is so, so, so important. How many of you have ever been discouraged before? Just discouraged. Now, listen, a lot of times we hear the word depression or depression, and there's a stigma that goes with that. Oh, that means they're crazy. No, 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 no. That means discouragement has become so powerful and real in their life, it almost gets to the point you have no hope. So it, you don't have to be clinically depressed to get help from this. If you've been discouraged before, I want you to be here. I want you to hear Brother Craig's story. He's going to tell you what happened to him, and, 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 and I don't want to go into it because I want him to be able to tell it. But it's just an incredible thing. Sometimes I, I, I talked I talk with a, a preacher one time who's in heaven right now, and, and I, I said, I said what is it, what's it like? He said, this is how I describe it. He, and this is not Brother Craig, this is a different guy. He, he said, he said uh, it feels like I'm in a hole, a dark hole, that I can almost get to the top and I can see the light outside, but I can never get myself out. And there's a lot of people struggling with discouragement, depression. Please come. Please share this card. Invite somebody here. It'll be this Saturday at 1 o'clock, and, uh, and, and, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed if you come. Not just for you, but please bring somebody with you, and it's going to be a great encouragement. Church, say amen. amen. And also, two other things real quick. In our 411, in our 411, the, the, the counter right outside, the information booth there, the information center, we're going to, every week, we're going to showcase a different ministry. Today, we are showcasing sights and sounds. That's video, audio, all of that kind of thing. If you ever thought you wanted to be in the movies, now's your chance. Amen. <laughs> Uh, you can be a cameraman, you can work on that, whatever it is. If you're interested in that topic, there will be a recruiter at 401 to help with that. And uh, we need you involved. One of the biggest misconceptions about a large church is they got plenty of help. No, we don't. We need, we need tons and tons of help. So if you're interested in that, stop by 401 and see that. And also, we have our missions fishing tournament coming up. Missions, it's going to be one of the biggest tournaments all year long, and we're still needing some business sponsors uh, to help us out with that. And, uh, and if you will see somebody at 411, they will help you with that, uh, it, it, or me. And just stop by and see me. I'd be glad to uh, help you and get you information. But we're, we're needing business sponsors, but also fishermen. Fishermen, if you'd like to, to take part in that, we're having early registration. I think they're doing the early registrations up for two weeks uh, I believe two weeks from now, and uh, uh, so help us get the word out. Tell everybody you know if you know somebody that fishes or know somebody that, that, that acts like they fish or, or talks about fishing, let them know, amen, and we'll have a big time. And last but not least, happy Father's Day, everybody. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Yes, give them a hand. All right. Brother Jalen, dismiss us in prayer, and just thank God for a good day today, amen.
you know not what shall be on tomorrow. What is your life? It is even a vapor. It's to here today. And it's gone tomorrow. It's here and it vanisheth away. This song is so real and it's so impactful because I think the older we get, we realize how, how much, how fast time goes by. There's two things in this verse that, that I really saw and really stood out to me. First, he says, what shall be on tomorrow? You don't know what shall be on tomorrow. One thing I've learned, life is unpredictable. How many of y'all say amen right there? Here we're going a certain way. One phone call completely changes our life forever. Uh, one situation, one tragedy, one accident, one, 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 one thing takes place and our whole life is, is different because life is so unpredictable. Not only is life unpredictable, but life is so short. Life is so brief. He says it's like a vapor. It's like a match. If you were to light a match, and that match will burn for just a moment of time, and then it's out. That's life. That's life. Just, just, just a month ago or, or last month, we lost a, 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 a little six-year-old child here in Coleman by a tragic, tragic accident. Just this past week, we lost a one-year-old little child because of a tragic accident. Life is unpredictable. Life is so short. And with knowing that, with knowing that, knowing those truths, knowing how short. How many y'all? How many y'all procrastinate? How many y'all procrastinate? I need to ask how many lie because we, you know, uh, how many y'all have put stuff off that you needed to do today? How many y'all have done that before? Uh, that is my life. I am so. Why well, do today what you can do tomorrow? Hey Amen. That's my uh, that I, you know. But when we see these two things. We need to understand, we may not have tomorrow. We may not have tomorrow. Life is unpredictable. Life is short. And with that being said, then the writer says this. This is so, so important that we get this. He says this question. He gives us all this question. What is your life? What is your life? This is a question for all the fathers today, and this is how I want to address this. Now, it, it, it applies to everybody. We can all get something out of this, but today's Father's Day, and I want to, I want to talk to the fathers today. What is, what is fatherhood? What is our life? What is our responsibility? The moment that child comes into this world, how many of y'all daddies will agree with me today that the moment that child got here, everything changed? Everything was different. Everything. Your whole life was turned upside down. Your whole life was changed. That moment in time, everything changed. But what is fatherhood? What's it all about? Three, three quick things I want to share with you. Then we'll pray and, 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 and y'all can go eat Father's Day dinner. Amen? Number one, number one, and really important. Uh, fatherhood, fatherhood is an obligation. Say that with me, all the daddies in the house. Say it with me. Fatherhood is an Oh, come on now. Say it, with, say, say it with authority. Fatherhood is an obligation. It's an obligation. It is a responsibility. It is something. This is not something that you can back away from. I know what the law says, and I know what, uh, what people are doing, but you cannot back away from this. This is a responsibility and, a, and, and, and something that we're going to stand before God for one day for all of the children that we brought into this world. It is an obligation. What kind of obligation? Well, I believe, I believe, first thing I, I think we need to understand, it's a financial obligation. It's a financial obligation. It is not somebody else's responsibility to pay for your kid. Now, probably nothing I say today is going to be politically correct, but we're in church, amen? We need to hear what the Bible says about it, amen? Now, watch what, watch what this verse says, 1 Timothy 5, 8. 
1 Timothy 5, 8. This is what the Bible says about us fathers. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith, and he's worse than an infidel. You are a heathen if you don't take care of your own family. Are y'all with me? If you can't feed them, don't make them. Say amen. Take care of them. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility to bring them and and take care of them. It's not the government's responsibility. It's not your neighbor's responsibility. It is your responsibility. We have a financial obligation. The moment that takes place, it's our financial. Well, I can't afford it. You should have thought about that prior. Say amen. amen. Financial obligation. Second thing I see. We not only have a financial obligation as a father, we have a social obligation. This is really important. This one's really important. Say that with me. We have a social obligation. What does that mean? What we do with our children till the time they turn 18 is very critically important because you need to think about it because the rest of us have to live with them the rest of their life. Say amen. A social obligation. The Bible says this. The Bible says this in Psalms. Train. Say what's that first word? Train. Train up a child in the way he should go. Now, it did not say raise your child. Are y'all with me? The Bible didn't say that. And, and, and that's a really important distinction because a lot of, a lot of guys don't understand the, this principle. God did not say raise your kids. He said train your kids. I mean, I have anybody ever raised hogs? Anybody raise hogs? I, we had hogs one time. I mean, and, it, and I had, I had a, 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 a hog. He was, he was black. White and black. I named him Oreo. Say amen. He was cool, man. He was cool. And I, I, I like that hog, and I can't tell you the traumatic experience later on in his life. Amen. Uh, but we, we, had, we had that hog, and, 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 and you know, with a hog, you can give him something to eat, and you can give him something to drink, and, 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 and you can, you can uh, uh, give him a place to, to live, you know, give him a pen there and shelter or whatever. And, and even every now and then, you can go pet him on the head. But then when that's all said and done, you make bacon. Say amen. But do you know that most, there's a lot of fathers today that thinks that if they put clothes on their back and food in their belly and a house over their head and pat them on the head every now and then, then they've done their job? That's not what God said. That's raising a child. You raise hogs. You train children. You teach them responsibility you teach them self-discipline you teach them self-control you teach them respect for authority are y'all with me i went in i went in my uh my daughters uh and and tammy took me last night uh to 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 buffalo wild wings that that they have the best wings in the world they have a mango habanero uh wing that will burn you in more ways than i'm allowed to tell you in this place say amen Lord help. And I was in there, and it was cool, man. They had UFC wrestling on, or, or, or UFC fighting on like several, several different TVs. I was in hog heaven. I mean, I had stuff to my elbows. It was great. I was having a wonderful time, and, and great Father's Day present. I'm telling you, it was cool. And, and, and I went to the restroom, and when I went in that restroom, I was in there washing that stuff off my hands before it blistered, amen. And, 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 and man, I heard the most vile language I've ever heard in my life. I'm talking about just every other word and all these guys in there. And I guess if that's the kind of language you're going to have, the bathroom's the best place for it, I reckon. Uh, but I got to thinking, where was your daddy? I mean, where was your daddy when, 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 when you was learning how to communicate in a public place? Uh, where was your daddy growing up? 
Because you see, it is our responsibility to train our children because one day we're going to turn them loose on society and by what you do with your children and the training of your children, it will determine how they act and behave as a citizen. Does that make sense? You see, so it's not just enough. It's not just a financial thing. I, 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 know, I know of some, some that financially, they have really, really taken care of their family. They have really, really taken care of their children, buy them anything they want, buy them anything they need, all that type of thing. And then they drop the ball on this one, and this one's just as bad as the first one. You know, everybody wants to look down at a deadbeat dad, and I don't have a whole lot of respect for a deadbeat dad. If you're not going to take care of what you put here, uh, I don't have no respect for you. But listen, you can be a deadbeat dad in more than just one way. Just because, and people say, well, he isn't, he isn't paying his child support. Well, what about the guy over here that's buying them anything they want, but he won't spend no time with them at all, training them and developing to be and give them the affection they need? Are y'all with me? Same principle. We have an obligation as a father. Not just a financial obligation, not just a social obligation. We're going to turn them children loose on society one day, and what are we going to cut loose? Then see. This is the most important. This is the most important. We have a spiritual obligation. And please hear me now. Please, please get this. Please, please, please get this. I remember I rem- me, and, me and Tammy uh, got married, and we were both young and in love and all the stuff that goes with that and broke. And, you know, they say all we had is love. That's a good thing because that is all we had. Amen? And, 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 and not long after, not long after, uh, she got pregnant, and so Jordan came early, and, and man, she was almost like a toy. I ain't lying. I mean, I, I'd go to work. I'd go to work, and I, well, I just couldn't wait home uh, to get her, and I'd hold her, and I'd just nibble on her ears and everything. You know, she was just great. It was awesome, and I was sitting there holding her and just looking in her little bald head and everything, and, and, um, and uh, boy, there's stories I can tell you about that experience. Amen. Uh, and, anyhow, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, I was sitting there, and and. And the most horrifying thought that I've ever experienced in my life. And I've had some heroin experiences. There have been many times that being redneck and not so bright causes issues in your life. Are y'all with me? Have y'all ever heard the phrase, hey, watch this? That's cost me dearly several times. And so I've had a lot of scary times, but nothing like this. Nothing. I'm telling you, I can't. You know how you get a cold chill? It went plumb to the bone. I was sitting there looking at her in the face, and and the Holy Spirit kind of just got up here beside me, and he said, you know what? I said, no, what? He said, do you know she's going to go to heaven or hell? In the first moment in my life, I mean, for the first time in my life, because everything I did before, it was me. And if I did something stupid, then it just hurt me and I thought. And, and so I really was never responsible for anybody but me. But God just reminded me, she didn't ask to come in this world. You brought her into this world. Now, what are you going to do to make sure she goes to heaven? Because she is now a living, breathing soul that will spend eternity somewhere. And there's only two options, heaven or hell. The Bible says, provoke not your child to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. 
I was sitting in there, and, and, and I don't say this bragging because this scares me to death. I was sitting in Brandon Iron this week, and, and uh, one of the families from the church was in there, and, 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 and there's a little girl, little, little precious little thing. I mean, she wasn't that big. She was sitting over there, and, and, and she was sitting, and I didn't know it until the waitress came over and told me, but she was sitting in that booth looking across at me. And, I, and, and just kept staring at me because she sees me at church. And when you're up here, I guess, I don't know. She said, she looked at the waitress and pointed at me. She said, him, Jesus. And <laughs> I, I, she come and she had about to tear up. And she told me that. And then I about teared up. And I, I gave her $5 and said, get an ice cream. Amen. <laughs> Her mother sent me a note on Facebook and said, she's been telling everybody Jesus bought her an ice cream. (laughs) Do you realize the first experiences with God, if there is any, will be what you share with them? Listen, you can fix their teeth. You can send them to school. You can make sure they're set for life, but the Bible says the average lifespan is 73. So you set them for 73. What about eternity? We have a great spiritual obligation. One lady told me one time she didn't go to church. She was not spiritual at all. She says, listen, you fix their teeth, you send them to school, and you've done your duty. I said, ma'am, you're so far from the truth. I would rather my kid go to heaven with not a tooth in their head than to have perfect teeth and die and go to hell. We have an obligation. Not only do we have an obligation, we have a great opportunity. Fatherhood is an obligation, but fatherhood is an opportunity. It is an opportunity. Aren't kids a hoot? I mean, they're great. God has given us this opportunity to have an awesome adventure, an awesome life with them. I mean, they're wonderful. You don't never know what they're going to say and when they're going to say it. I was sitting sitting on my couch, and and Tammy was across the living room there. And and, and you ever notice they don't need you till you're already involved in Sports Center? Or a good Rambo movie or something, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you all up in something, and they, and and they and, and and then they go and they they're in there fighting. I, I mean, fight. They're little, little. This one, this one, ain't even in school yet, and she's the ringleader, causing all the trouble. And I, I just don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I, I really, I, I, what I couldn't figure out with the whole time was, is uh, they were doing it after I told them not to. Isn't that bizarre? <laughs> The people that are not laughing are those that don't have children. Amen. <laughs> and I just got to that point. I just got to that point. Y'all know what it is. You try to ignore it. You know, you try to turn it up louder. And, 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 and it just got to the point you couldn't ignore it anymore. And I said, come here. Come, come here now. And here she comes, run around the corner. And uh, she was standing there looking, and, 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 and you know, she, she ain't, she's not even in school yet, so she, she's sitting there. I said, how many times? I said, how many times have I told you not to hit your sister? She had big crocodile tears coming out. She went, Daddy, I don't know how to count yet. <laughs> and Tammy's across the living room. <laughs> Like, come on, big boy, what you got to say now, you know? 
you, I'm going to, I'm going to get, get out of here, get out of here. I could, I, are y'all with me? And it never ends. It really doesn't. Mackenzie, last night, last night, Mackenzie, you know, she's the baby with the, with the, the, uh, uh, the cast on. And, and, and she's in the truck with me, and, and we're coming home from, from the thing last night. And I'm dry, and I, if you don't know me, I, I, I'm, I, sometimes I get in my own little world. I, I'm serious. I, I've got so much on my mind and so much I, I'm trying to get done. I need to get done and what I, what I think. And I'm just in my own little world all the time. And I can drive. I mean, I, I, I've gotten in the car with somebody and, and, and drove to Atlanta and never said a word. I mean, I'm just I'm engrossed in my own little world. And, and, and Brandy or Mackenzie's over here. Daddy, I need to make some money. Daddy, what can I do to make some money? I, I need to make some money. Daddy, 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 daddy. Hey, daddy, what can I do to make some money? I said, how about shutting up? Can you do that? I said, let's try this. I mean, y'all might not say that around your kids, but it was appropriate at the time. But, but I said, just, just be quiet. Just don't say nothing. I tell you what, if you can be quiet, and I knew she couldn't. I said, if you can be quiet all the way to the house, I'll give you a $10 bill. She went, you're on. She sits over here, and she's sitting in that seat, and you can tell. And you know what that I didn't have figured was technology. I didn't figure technology in the, in, in the deal. She got her phone out, you know, on the notepad part of it. And I read it, and it said, Daddy, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. I said, you're cheating. That's cheating. And she went. And it said, I'm not talking, I'm typing. <laughs> what do you do? I mean, really, what? Listen, fatherhood is an awesome opportunity. It's an adventure. You don't never know what you're going to get. You don't never know what you're going to experience. But here's the deal. It is an opportunity to invest in their life. Say it with me. To invest in their life. What are you putting into them? Here's a question in small groups this week. And that, man, if you're not in small groups, you need to be in small groups. Very important. Here's a question in small groups. All right. When they, when they get to be adults, what is your goal for them as an adult? What do you want to see in them as an adult? What do you want their life to be? What do you want their character to be and all that? So, so give me a description of what your kid, when, when, that, when that kid turns 18, what do you want to see? All right, after your description, this is what I ask. All right, what are you doing right now to invest in their life so that that's what they'll become when they're 18? Here's, here's their life. Here's their life. You know, some scholars will say, oh, just let them be. Just let them do whatever and let them develop and be what. That's a bunch of hogwash. How many of y'all have ever had a garden? I had a garden, too. And I'm not going to tell you the squash story because all y'all know that. And that won't ever live that down everywhere I go. Ha, ha, how about some squash, preacher? I said, how about a fatty lip? Would you like that, you know? And for those of you who don't know it, I, first garden ever made, I love squash and I ain't never made a garden. And I, I planted 97 squash plants. And once again, those that are not laughing, you've never planted squash before, amen. But 
I remember the very first one I had, I didn't have no tractors. I didn't have no, no I didn't know anything about a garden. I mean, I, I, you know, and, 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 and so the guy came and he tilled it all up for me. And I, I planted the seeds out there. And I thought you could just kick back and watch. And three months later, it would be clean and have nothing but, but tomatoes and okra and, and all that. I had, uh, what's that stuff growing up here in the middle? What was it, people? Weeds. Do you realize if you don't cultivate your child's life, there'll be weeds grow up? So how do you know that? Because the devil will plant them. This culture will plant them. This world will plant weeds. And you got to constantly be plucking weeds. you got to constantly be watering and investing in their life, investing in their behavior, investing in their belief. Somebody said, somebody said, I just want them to believe whatever they want to believe. Not me. Not me. I want them to believe what the Bible says. What are you doing? What, what investing are you doing? Because, see, fatherhood is an opportunity to invest in their life. Not only an opportunity to invest in their life, but it's an opportunity to influence. To influence. See, I learned something last night. I learned something last night. Most people have the idea that when you are investing in your child, you're influencing just their life, but you're not. You're not. You're influencing not just their life, but the life of all those that they are around. So you are influencing society. Are y'all with me? Say amen. We have a whole generation. We have a whole generation. What if this, what if this whole generation is coming up now that's got little bitty, little bitty baby kids? They spent the rest of that kid till he was 18 investing in self-control and self-discipline, investing in a spiritual values and morality in that child. Can you imagine if all of them did that? What kind of cities we would have? What kind of country we would have? Because not, it's not just what you're doing with your child. You are influencing society by what you are investing in your child. How many of y'all would agree that, that Albert Einstein changed the world? How many of y'all would agree Thomas Edison changed the world? If you don't believe me, turn the lights out. One guy did. Listen, you don't know that your child may change the world. But they won't unless you invest in them. See, fatherhood is an opportunity to invest. It's an opportunity to influence. And all God's people say it. See, fatherhood is an obligation. Now, guys, I know guys don't like to take notes, so y'all got to repeat it so I know you get it, all right? Y'all remember it. Number one, number one, fatherhood is an, all right, say it loud. Fatherhood is an, an obligation. Number two, fatherhood is an opportunity. Number three, and last of all, and, and this is going to be a little touchy, uh, but we'll deal with it. Uh, fatherhood is an omission. Fatherhood is an omission. What does omit mean? It means to leave something out means to leave something out or leave something behind. Let me show you a verse in the Bible that us dads need to really get. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But, say it with me, guys. Okay, say it a little bit louder than that. But when I became a, say it like a man, guys. But when I became a... You know what I did? I put away childish things. We've got so many men, excuse me, so many boys who need to be men that need to put away some childish things. 
We need to put away childish attitudes. We need to put away childish behavior. One of the one of the the, the biggest things I wish I could go back and do, how many of y'all know we 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 all wish we could go back? Do you know what what about time is? Two things. Two things about time. You can't get it back, and you can't substitute it. You can't get it back, and you can't substitute it. What do I mean by substitute it? There are so many fathers think that it, they're not spending time with their kid, but they'll buy them something to replace the time. That don't work. You can buy them everything you want to buy them, but it is no substitute for your time and affection. Are y'all with me? Man, it's quiet in here. Are y'all with me? Now, here's the deal. The biggest thing I wish I could change about myself and me being a father and a husband, I wished I could go back and be less selfish. I was very young. We, me and Tammy both were very young. We had kids, and, 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 uh, and, and I mean, I don't think you need to wait till you're 80 to have children, but, uh, you need, you know, but I think a lot of times we have them so young, and, and we're not really mature yet. And because of that, because of immaturity, we have a selfish attitude and a selfish behavior. And I think selfishness destroys more families and more relationships and more businesses and more churches and more organizations than anything else in this world. Do you realize the, 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 the epitome of the Lord Jesus Christ's life was unselfishness? He gave all the time. He gave all the time. He got down and washed their feet. He said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. He was very unselfish. But we got guys today who are 35 years old and spend all day playing video games. Now, I'm not, I'm not against video games. I, I, don't, I don't play them because I don't have no hand-eye coordination. Amen. I, my cousin, he's all about that, that uh, uh, word of fighting other people on the Internet. You know, uh, what is it? Black Ops, a Minute War, or uh, Humpty Dumpty. I don't know what it is. What, surely somebody here knows what I'm talking about. That uh, uh, Men in Black 2 or what, whatever it is, they're in there. It's a war game. And, I mean, you got, you got like 52 buttons on one box you're trying to move at the same time. I kept getting killed. I said, I don't like this. I'm not playing this. But there are guys that play it all day. Now, I'm not against that. I like to go coon hunting. I like to play golf. I like to do things. But if you're doing that all day and you're neglecting your family, that's childish. That's all I'm saying. Let's grow up. The moment that child comes into this world that you produce, you're no longer a child. And you no longer have any rights to act like a child. It's time to man up and be a man. I don't care what your age is. Whether you're 17 when you had a child or whether you're 27 when you had a child, it's, it's irrelevant. The point is, if you produce another human being, you now have an obligation, you have great opportunity, and it's time to omit some things in your life because there's something that has just arrived on this planet that's more important than anything. Am I right? Well, that's, that won't go over good in society, will it? Listen, we need to omit, we need to leave behind childish attitudes. We need to... Leave behind childish behavior, childish actions, and say, hey, listen, while they're here, I need to deal with this. I need to take care of this. This is more important. Let's not be selfish. Let's be mature. Let's be the men that God has called us to be. And by the way, you don't have to have money to be a man because you can have money and not be a man. It's not about that. 
It's about what you're doing and the time you're taking to take responsibility for what you have placed and what you have brought into this world. Because I promise you, I promise you, that child, no matter how much of a darling they are to you and how precious they are to you, they're going to spend eternity somewhere. And according to the Word of God, there's only two options. Heaven or See, we can't even say it, can we? I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to think it. That one of my girls could end up going to hell. So, what are we going to do to prevent that? Let's be the best fathers we can be. Every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. No one looking around. As every head's bowed and every eye closed. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to pray for you guys. I want to pray for you guys. I want to pray for you right now. If you're, if you're here and you're a father, if you're here and you're a father, I want, you to, I want you to just find a place in this altar, and I want to pray for you. This is for all the daddies. It will. You don't have to, but I want to pray for you. I want to pray God's blessing on you. I want to pray that God touches you, because I know everything I just said is easy preaching, but it's hard living. It's easy preaching, but it's hard living. I want you to come. I want you to come and find a place. Just find a place in this altar. Just spread out, guys. Spread out. Come on this side over here. Come on this side over here. I want you to say this. God, I, I, I know I'm not perfect, but help me to be better than what I am. Help me to be a better father. Help me to be a better mentor. Help me to be a better friend to my kids. Come on, guys. That's it. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your blessings. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for all these guys that are here praying. Asking, begging, needing your anointing, needing your touch, needing your blessing, needing, Lord, what you have for them. God, I pray that your will be done. I pray that your mercy will be felt. I pray for your, your, your touch and your strength. God, we need your wisdom every day to be a good father. We need your touch every day to be a good father. God, we make mistakes and we fall all the time. We fail in so many ways that we don't even want to count. But God, we ask you to forgive us in those areas we fail, but give us strength in the areas we can improve. God, I pray that you'll help us now. Bless and move. Give us what we stand in need of, Lord. I pray that your will be done. I love you and I love them, and I pray that you'll move in an awesome way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet, everyone. Stand to our feet. We're going to sing a verse of invitation if you need to come for any reason. If you need to come for any reason, I want you to come. I want you to come. Is God speaking to your heart right now? Is God speaking to your heart? You say, preacher, I need to be saved. Well, come on. Come on. We've got guys and ladies down at this altar. Be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved this morning. All you got to do is trust. All you got to do is believe in him. Sing out now. If you're not praying, sing with us now. Help us as we sing. Oh, that's what we need sometimes. We need to quit making excuses. We need to quit coming up with reasons why and just say, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Yeah, help him. Lord, bless this son. Lord, I pray. I pray, Lord, that you'll move in this situation.
God bless this family over here, Lord, I pray. Sing one more verse. Does anybody need to move? Won't you come? All I have is you. I'm at your mercy. Lord, I serve you. Until my dying day. Help others find a way. I'm at your mercy. Please forgive me. Hey, if you got help this morning, let's give God a good hand clap of praise. Amen. Come on. All right. How many of y'all seen all the trees gone on the, 